there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Yes, and you can give us your opinion tonight. The World Cup semi final, Argentina are through. Is it going to be France or Morocco? We will find out this evening. And we can speak to Andy Walker, who is in the warmth of the studio. It's about minus five outside this time tomorrow night, Andy. For us, the big stuff is back. I'm checking for you. I think it's going to be around minus four at Ibrox around this time when you'll arrive for the game with Hibs. I think despite these freezing temperatures, <laughs> everyone is just so keen to get the yeah. Scottish game back and the, you know the highs and lows of following your team. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. People can't wait for it coming back. Uh, we're going to hear from Michael Beale. He's been speaking to the media. Looking forward to his first, well, real game in charge at the weekend. It was a, a warm-up, a friendly. He was good against uh, Bayer Leverkusen. But it's the real stuff. And can they narrow the gap? on the league leaders the defending champions Celtic Andy Walker's old club 0808 17 17 700 and join us on the socials as well and uh, what differences are we going to see in the Rangers team under Michael Beale? and for Celtic fans well Juranovic you watched him with pride all the way to that game last night but it was just too much wasn't it Andy yeah. Messi Alvarez and co 3-0 against Croatia yeah, brilliant for Juranovic. What a World Cup he had. I've got to say, I'm just so pleased for, for Argentina, for Messi. Mm. Uh, I think it would be great for football if uh, Messi and Mbappe could just line up in the final. I mean, two outstanding players. And I really hope Argentina can do it. Messi is do just yeah. magnificent. Mm, you'd love it. Would he be then be the all-time greatest? That's a matter of opinion. Does it really matter? For you, would he be the, the world's all-time great? I, I've always got the soft spot for Maradona because in, in my era, he was utterly outstanding and I totally get it. I've got three boys and they all talk about uh, Messi in the, in the same breath. So... Um, yeah, let's hope he, he gets their final against Mbappe. What a matchup that would be. I think everyone would love to see it. Although, Morocco, wow. The first team from Africa with that great Arab influence as well. Many of them are dual nationality. Through to a World Cup semi-final for the first time. And they've only conceded, as you know, yeah. one goal. It's extraordinary and it's the most remarkable story. I mean, they're not a great watch, no. but they are tactically switched on. They're so well drilled, they're so well coached. It's a real boost for that uh, part of the world. And of course, the next World Cup, you're going to get 48 teams. You're going to get a lot more uh, African countries, Asian countries, and uh, here's hoping we get Scotland as well. Uh, yeah, surely, surely, surely. 48 teams, Andy. Well, there's yeah. not a lot of extra places for no, Europe, sure. but... Uh, yeah, it would be great if we could be there. I mean, any uh, tournament of that size would be better with Scotland's Tartan Army there. Where will we start? We're only 49, 50 hours away. No, 26 hours away from yeah. the big game tomorrow night. That's three and a half weeks, Andy, since we had action. Almost uh, four yeah. weeks since, well, St Mirren against Rangers in the, under Giovanni Van Bronker. So much has happened during this, well, unprecedented winter, early winter break. 
Rangers looking to get back on the rails against Hibs tomorrow night. Let's get to a team update. What about Ben Davies? What about Connor Goldson? Here's Michael Beale. They've both trained. It's obviously, you know, Connor's not been available for a long time. Ben's shorter amount of time as well compared to Connor, but I wouldn't say they're absolutely 100% for the game, but they both have returned to training, which is the good news. And it's just now about getting them ready to play 90 minutes. I think the amount of subs you can have and also having... To the ability to use five in-game, it gives me an option to, to work them back within games rather than just outside of the team. They've missed Conor Goldson, who was, on, you know, he just didn't miss a game in previous seasons. I think they've missed his, his experience and they've obviously missed Ben Davis as well with his experience. He spent a lot of money on him. They maybe thought that was going to be their, their number one partnership. And I know Leon King has come in and done well and earned himself a new contract. That's always good to see... Uh, uh, one of your local lads coming coming through and, and uh, he's got all the potential there. But given that Rangers are trying to chase down Celtic, in the words of uh, Michael Beale, you want your experienced players as much as possible and uh, I don't think Rangers can wait until Conor Goldson's fit. And uh, Ben Davis the same. They've got, uh, It's a few games away, but in terms of uh, just a few weeks until they, they play Celtic at Ibrox. So ideally, I think he'd want them fit to be available for that game if you were giving excuses for the GVB era this year this season you would say catalogue of injuries let's get the update from Michael Beale about that injury list I think you're probably looking at the, the start to mid-January for one or two of those guys you know you're looking at say a Tom Lawrence or you're looking at a John Suter we've had some pleasing news on both of them Kamar Roof had been back in training, but we just need to take it easy with him. You know, there was a chance for him playing at the weekend, but it's me wanting people back and getting the best version back. I don't want people back to break down within two weeks. The most important thing is when I look at the squad or the sum of the whole squad, it's important I have all of them players available as soon as possible, but for a sustained period of time. So I've asked the medical and the sports science team to focus on that, not focus on the next four days to push a player out there that's not quite ready. I don't think that's fair and it's not what I want either. I just want people back in a good place so that over time people can can judge this squad fairly and give everyone the opportunity to, to improve our situation. How is it going to change things? Andy, do you expect Rangers to play a bit differently under Beal? Yeah, I do. I think you'll see a bit more from their fullbacks. I think they'll be a bit more adventurous. Um... I mean, his targets have to be, first and foremost, he has to. I think he has to win against Celtic when they go toe-to-toe. Um, listening to Rangers supporters, season ticket holders at Ibrox, I think they've got to play better football, that it's more pleasing on the eye. And of course, he has to, he has to win a trophy. Mm. Uh, it might be a tall order to, to think of him getting the title back. Celtic have got a nine-point lead and they're looking good. They've got a strong squad. Uh, who knows what might happen in terms of business in and out in January. But um, I think right now they would be the three things that uh, Giovanni, uh, sorry, Michael Beale will want to do better than Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. People are asking, how are they going to play? You've mentioned going back to the way they did under Stephen Gerrard uh, and Michael Beale. What else can the fans expect to see tomorrow night? Oh, I think they'll see a team close to to in style, really, to what they were used to when I was here under Stephen in terms of the way that we want to play and play close together and play front foot attacking football. Certainly there'll be elements of Gio and his staff as well within that and I think you'll see over time that evolving. But my ideas haven't changed too much to when I was here previously. Um, 
And I think it's just about three and one or two players up. That always happens when a new coach comes in. That's nothing against the, the previous management team, but it almost shuffles the pack when a new coach comes in and changes the system a little bit that you're using. And I'm hoping to see that renewed energy in one or two. And I think it's important for them that they they show that as well. Because the fans, you mentioned them, Andy, they weren't happy. They weren't enjoying it. I mean, yeah. forgetting the results, you can't forget results, but they weren't enjoying the 90 minutes, were they? Yeah, I think you mentioned a good point earlier about the amount of injuries. I think that did uh, hold Giovanni Van Bronckhorst back. And you've, it just highlights yet again, Paul, just how brutal management can be at that level. A, a manager who gets... A team like uh, Rangers to the Europa League final wins a trophy, you know, beats Celtic after extra time, having played extra time just a, a few nights before. Uh, I think that told you a lot about the way Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was going about uh, his game. But nine points behind, uh, something had to give, and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has paid for that nine point gap with his job. And it just remains to be seen whether Michael Beale can eat away at it as he uh, wants to do or whether you know, it might get a bit bigger. You'll be doing your homework, as always, for all the games, Andy. What about for tomorrow night? Hibs, one of the headlines today is about Ryan Portis. We all know mm. he's not going to sign a new deal. Uh, it doesn't look as though he's going to be in Scotland. Rangers or Celtic was discussed last week. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Many clubs down south. How much do you think he will go for? And do you think he'll go to championship? Yeah, I don't think he'll go for a lot because he's, his contract's up sure. and he's free to talk to other clubs in a couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see whether he actually plays tomorrow. They might protect their asset. Uh, I don't know whether they want to play him from the start. You don't know whether he's uh, committed. Um, and I know that uh, you know players will always say, well, we, we, we can honour our contracts. But you know, if, if there is someone heavily interested at the moment, maybe a, a good championship club, I, I think uh, he might be interested in, in, in doing that. And I've got to say, I rate him. I think yeah. he can get better. Mm -hmm. I think his passing ability is good. I think he's got good aggression. You saw how well he played for Scotland mm -hmm. when he was given um, a chance to play for the national team. And he, he could go down south to the championship and make that step where, you know, it takes you into the, the Premier League and maybe do what Scott McKenna has done. Having going yeah. from Aberdeen to Forest, get a, a promotion and be challenged in the, the Premier League. I think that's what he he has to try and think he can achieve. I think he's got the ability. The Championship, they say, is maybe the hardest league to play in because of the number of teams. There, there's <clears> a lot of money. It's the fifth richest yeah. league in the world. So well, serious money there. Yeah, I, I didn't play in the Premier League down south and I played in the, the Championship and my goodness, it's a slog. 46 games. You are Saturday, Wednesday pretty much every week. And, and the travel. And the travel, uh, I mean, we, we complain, Glaswegians complain yeah. about going through to Dundee or Aberdeen. <laughs> Mother. Uh, going through to Lanarkshire, aye. I mean, I can remember coming back from games for, for Bolton, for uh, Sheffield United. You're going mm. back at four or five in the morning after a, a half-seven kick-off. And the supporters who make that trek, my goodness, that's a... A big commitment, but um, back to Bolton at four in the morning. That's, yeah, that's a picture, Andy. And then you're yeah. in at uh, nine or ten for yep. for training the next day. So are you um, complaining? Not at all. It's <laughs> uh, it's all good. I, I wish I was still doing it. So Ryan Portis, that's a good question. Will he play tomorrow night? And maybe not. But I mean, if they're running down, these contracts run down anyway. Yeah. How much do you think they would get for him? If somebody comes in from a championship, would they get a million to take him immediately? I don't think anyone would be prepared to pay a million at the moment. Half if they do, if they do, then you know Hibs would uh, bite your hand off uh, for that. I think they're looking elsewhere. I mean, Rangers are talking about getting, 
you know, the likes of Goldson and Davis, yep. Ben Davis back mm-hmm. fit. I mean, Hibs are talking about getting Kevin Nisbet back, getting yep. Aidan McGeady mm-hmm. back fit. And I think they're players who can make a difference because they've lost Martin Boyle for the rest of the season mm-hmm. after his uh, knee injury. Yep. So they want uh, players like Nisbet and McGeady, uh, you know, fine fit. It's, it's hard to gauge where Hibs are. They are five points off third place mm-hmm. and they're also five points away from a relegation playoff. So... It could go one or two ways and you always want your big city clubs to do well. They're hardest, uh, probably the hardest in the league to read at the moment, yeah. aren't they? You know, yeah. Hibs, you just don't know. One of your old clubs as well, of course. Yeah, I really enjoyed my Hibis. time there yeah. when uh, Jim Duffy took me there on loan from Sheffield United. Mm. Managed to play in an Edinburgh derby, which was great. Uh, Hibs are a right good club, but you always want to see them or, or expect them to do a, a, a bit more. I mean, it's embarrassing when you see... Livingston, Ross County and, and Motherwell in recent years yeah. always been uh, you know, in front of them and, and Hibs are just searching for that level of consistency that will enable them to challenge for European spots. Well, it's a big city. It's not the biggest city, of course. Uh, not even the greatest. The cap- Indeed, here we are from the heart of Glasgow. But they always say they are a big club. Hibs, Hibs yeah. and Hearts, two big clubs. Um, I, I remember Neil Lennon uh-huh. referring to them as a, a boy band. You know, a lot of the players... And I think there's, I, I think I know what he means about that. Where um, you know they look good, but sometimes they, <laughs> they don't deliver. And I think that was the case. You get you get a right good result from Hibs, and then they're off it for two or three weeks because they're on the back of a of a good win. They've never really known no. that uh, level of consistency mm-hmm. that you know Hearts have had yeah. in recent years, Aberdeen have sure. had in recent years, and uh, that's where Hibs should be. We'll talk more about the game tomorrow night in a moment or two. A bit more from Michael Beale as well and about Leon King's contract and someone else who could be signing. He doesn't say who, but uh, yeah, he's speaking very positively, as you would imagine, ahead of the game tomorrow night. 50,000 at Ibrox. Rangers against Hebs and then at the weekend, as we know, everyone else is back in action. 12.30 at Petordry. I'm just looking at you, Andy. Is that your game as well on, yeah, on Saturday? Yeah, Petordry. Oh my goodness. Uh, for the game on Saturday morning. Are you going to get one of these ones with the heated jelly? Uh, oh, one of them. Yeah. Well, Santa's on his way, so oh, he's hoping. Good. Have you put it in your list? Yeah, you I'm making a list, checking it twice. Can I have a look? So Aberdeen Celtic on Saturday and then Hearts Kilmarnock. And good news about Kilmarnock, we'll talk about that with the new training ground. The planning is in, Billy Bowie Centre. So Hearts Kelly, Livingston Dundee United, Motherwell St Mirren and Ross County against St Johnson. What about Gikamakis? What do you think? That's one of the headlines today. We understand that the talks haven't gone well about... I mean, he's in contract for another few years, but he's got 28 now and they're saying Saudi Arabian money is coming in for him, big time. If, If he was to go, though... Have Celtic got a replacement? Because Kyogo, yeah, absolutely. A great striker. But who would be the cover if he was to go? I think they can get one. And I think that's what Celtic will be looking to do. I've got to say, this seems to have come out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yakumakis not been happy. I don't know whether it's a, you know, sometimes a family issue, but he signed a long-term contract not yeah. so long ago. I, th- I think it was five years. So uh, Celtic, uh, if he does want to go and if there's a club interested in him, uh, Celtic will, I, I assume, get money that would enable them to to replace him, and they always have uh, targets in mind. Seventeen goals last season. I thought he was yeah. terrific, mm. and arguably, who's better, Yakumakis for uh, a regular burst of goals or Kyogo? Yeah. I mean, Kyogo has been magnificent, but I think uh, Yakumakis has been every inch as good as him. In very different styles. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's what uh, Celtic have. 
enjoyed you know his physical presence uh, the goals that he's had I can understand his frustration he hasn't started as many but when he has I mean he came off the bench uh, against Rangers after a few minutes when Kyogo was injured and his performance was absolutely terrific it reminded me of that performance last when was that last February yeah. when they, they were home to Rangers and uh, Yakamakis I thought really unlucky not to score but just the way he played for the team linked up with others I thought he did a great job and Celtic were motoring from that night 3rd of That's February right. wasn't it I think That's right. February, uh, and yeah. moved on. Early February. now listen things are going well for Celtic but if Juranovic goes that probably do you think he will go in this January window um, I'm not sure he'll go unless right. it's a yeah. really you know outstanding offer but uh, you know he's had a terrific World Cup he has shown up a lot of bigger names that uh, you know he can play in good company how much is he worth? And we're not trying to sell me. This time last week on the programme, yeah. I think you said 10 That's, to 15. Well, uh, I, I yeah. said a bit less than that. 7, yeah. 8, 9, 10. I, think I was cutting you some slack. Well, it'd be more than that now <laughs> right. after yeah. his World Cup performances because you can, I think you can very reasonably, uh, you know, hang out for, for more money than that. Is there a danger though, if they lose Juranovic and Giacomakis, that the balance of that team will be affected and that the confidence that they've got? And I know they've got people in different positions, but is there a danger? Do you think? Yeah, I think there is, Paul. Yeah. And I think it's a good point. And you always have to ask, what does the manager think? Mm -hmm. Because the manager uh, has transformed that whole club in the time that he's been there. And uh, against that, you've got a club in general, I think, who are always willing to do business, always willing to get someone in for a small fee, fatten them up, sell them on. And if they can, whether it's Yakomakis, Juranovic, I think Celtic will always try and do business if it's a if it's a right good fee that they can get now how does that marry up with the way that the manager is thinking and that might be the the danger because the last thing you want is for Ange Postecoglou to to be upset about you know decisions uh, above his head that might affect as you say uh, the balance and the quality of the team a bit more on that because Rangers held on for too long to Morellas and Ryan Kent they could have got more money two yep. years ago and Celtic held on to Edouard for too long and you know that season when they were going for the 10 yep. arguably they should have sold players earlier countdowns on to World Cup semi-final two tonight and also to the big one tomorrow Rangers against Hibs the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show coming from Go Radio, Andy Walker, Paul Cooney We're with Macklin Motors and calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 France against Morocco tonight who is going to win. We're going to go on the lines and a second or two. Andy, what's your feeling about tonight? France, Morocco, is there a chance that Morocco could surprise them? They're so hard. They've only lost one goal. I've been so impressed by them, but I really want France to go through just for the sake of the entertainment value of Messi going up against Mbappe. Not just Mbappe, but uh, you know, Ndembele, uh, Griezmann, Giroud, what a goal he scored mm. uh, against England. That would have been sweet for him. 36 but, years old aye fantastic and uh, for them to uh, to go in and get another World Cup final and remember that's without Benzema it's mm -hmm. without Pogba so yep. and Kante and Kunku Kimpembe I mean all of those guys would be in your team 
They were kind of written off because they had yeah. four of the main stars, maybe That's five right. of them out. Going in the lines in a second, more from Michael Beale shortly. And this was Alistair Johnson speaking last night, Celtic's new player, unveiled to the media. And he spoke about uh, how he likes Celtic's style of play and how he will fit in. Definitely, I have a lot of physicality to me. Um, I'm a pretty big fullback to a degree, but at the same time, maybe an undersized center back. So I'm kind of in that gray area there. But I'm someone that just loves to defend. Um, and I think that's something that everyone will see. For me, you know, putting in a, a big tackle is just as good as, as getting on the end of a cross, for example. But um, that's kind of what you're going to see from me is, is someone likes to get up and down, lots of balls into the box. Um, but at the same time, yeah, love to defend, live for it. Yeah, and do you like that his assessment of himself? Great, he's uh, he's <laughs> yeah. a confident uh, young man, typical uh, Canadian, and uh, again someone who's just about to make your mark uh, on the game, and he's got the chance now with with Celtic to to come in and play, and who knows what might happen with uh, Juranovic? He might he, he might be playing a bit more often than he thought he would be initially. Andy, we know what you look like. We saw you over the years playing so many games for so many clubs. Laurie in Deniston is on. And Laurie, I always imagine you as a, you were a great cultured central defender, maybe. <laughs> uh, perhaps a slight exaggeration in your part, Paul. You know, I, I, always, I always felt that when I, I felt the need to exercise, I would lie down until the notion wore off. You know? <laughs> the old line, that's uh, a great line, yeah. Laurie, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's terrific to have Andy on tonight. Very fond memories, Andy. He was an integral part, of course, of the centenary one and double side. Yep. 87, 88 under the late great Bullock Hill. Yep. Good evening, Andy. Uh, lovely to hear from you, Laurie, and you're you're very kind. Thank you. Paul, the question I would like, to, I'd like you to enlighten me, in fact, because I, Michael Beale, yep. uh, recently appointed, of course, manager at Rangers, apparently found it difficult uh, to mention Montim uh, by his name, uh, referencing us uh, as the other team really? across the city. Yeah. And I, I absolutely have read this on social media okay. today. Uh, difficulty uh, acknowledging uh, that, that, that name. So, for the avoidance of doubt, just so I'm not jumping to conclusions, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, uh, and perhaps you can enlighten me, Paul, the other team in question uh, is that the team that currently is in pursuit of a 12 title in 13 seasons. The other team uh, who have four players, no less, representing different countries at the World Cup Finals. And the other team, uh, which was the first British club to win the European Cup stroke Champions League. Can you like me, Paul? Is that, is that who he's referencing, perhaps, as the other team? I don't think you're wrong in that one. We're going to check. We had a reporter on it today to see if he can remember if Celtic were mentioned by the manager. But no. I mean, I've got to say, yeah. there's a in, in my time, I think there's yeah. a general level of respect between the players. I know that sometimes you get. I haven't, I haven't seen this one. Mm. Was it today, Laurie? This come out? I apparently, yes. I've read in social media. I, I, ha- I haven't, I haven't seen it. And from time to time, you get a wee. A wee dig at the other, and uh, you know, I think it adds always adds a, a little bit of spice. I don't think anything uh, has got out of control yet. There's always a, a, a little gentle dig from time to time. I just wanted Andy to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt for the avoidance of yeah. doubt in case it was referenced to Patrick Thistle or Queen's Park as when the other team across the city. You know? Let's check the record books just to make sure. No, we, we have checked, Laurie. You're right, he didn't mention yeah. Celtic. And I would say to both the clubs, if that's the case. This is this is nonsense. Celtic <laughs> should talk about Rangers and Rangers should talk about Celtic. Why would you not? Yeah. 
I, I don't understand it. I'm just trying to see if there's a reason. Why would yeah. you? If you're no. talking about Celtic, well, say Celtic. I, I think when you saw the behaviour of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst yeah. and Ange Postecoglou, yeah. total respect uh, for, for one another. I can remember back to Billy being respectful uh, to... Bill McNeil being yeah. respectful to all managers. I can remember him having a right good ding-dong with uh, Graham Souness after the very, very first yeah. Old Firm game I played in mm-hmm. where we beat them 1-0. Billy Stark scored and the two of them were going at it outside the, the, yeah. the dressing rooms. And that's I fine. think you would expect that. Yeah. There, there was a bit of uh, sledging going on. There was a bit of trash talking going on. But that was in the immediate aftermath of the game. I take your point, Paul. When, you, when you've yeah. got a microphone in front of you, you tend to be... You know, a bit more respectful of your yeah. what, in essence, is your greatest rivals. They certainly should speak about each other because you see and you hear it, uh, Laurie. And I'm lucky enough to work with so many of the players over the years. Yeah, and on match day they have a real go at each other. But see, otherwise, yeah. And once they, well, not just when they go up the tunnel later on, they're absolutely fine. They live in this city here, um, and by and large, it's like everything. Not everyone gets on, but it can be the same in your own club. Uh, There'd be people at Celtic that you got on really well with yeah. at the time, you know, yeah. more than others. I've, I've got to say, Laurie, I, I mean, I only won one title in my time, and uh, I would have hated Rangers not to have been in the league. Uh, I, I would have hated to have won a title with, with, with Celtic, and you beat Aberdeen, you beat Hibs, you beat Hearts. <sighs> I, I mean, gro- growing up, Laurie, I thought it was in your it was in your very psyche to to right. be the best, to to beat uh, the best. At that time, you know, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Dundee United were 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 pretty exceptional, and right. uh, you know, I'm I'm just so glad the title I won, we managed to beat a really good Rangers team because yeah. there's more satisfaction there. Absolutely, Andy, and uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, get nothing but admiration and respect for past Rangers. Uh, managerial legends like John Gregg and the late yeah. great Walter Smith, uh, men of uh, unimpeachable integrity and probity uh, and honesty and decency. Yeah, yep. for sure, Andy, I agree with you entirely. We couldn't put it better than you did. Uh, Laurie, can we ask you about Juranovic? How proud of him are you, having watched him in the World Cup all the way to a semi-final? Absolutely fantastic, Paul. Uh, he excelled. Uh, he might have came a wee bit unstuck last night. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, overall, uh, I think he was uh, he, he played very impressively. Uh, I have braced myself for the inevitability that he'll be leaving. However, uh, there's no sentiment uh, in business. Football's a business, of course, and he's he's exploits over the last uh, two or three weeks. I'm pretty certain will have enhanced his, his transfer value. And how are you feeling in the countdown to Saturday, Aberdeen? against Celtic I mean obviously you're looking for three points but uh, well, well, what are you well, thinking? I'm thinking uh, that it's no foregone conclusion No, sure. uh, I'm respectful of the opposition as always I do think Celtic will prevail perhaps by the odd goal in three The odd goal in three Andy you're going to be there you'll be on Sky I, I just yeah. wrote down my predictions and I had the exact same as uh, yeah. Laurie Sorry. so we're, uh, we're looking at the game the same way there and Laurie I, yeah, on you go, Laurie. No, 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 that, that, that's okay, Paul. So, uh, you come in, you're going to say something that yeah. interrupted you. My apologies. I was well, going to say, so tomorrow night, Ryan Porteous, we're just, we don't know if he's going to play for Hibs tomorrow evening. What do you think of Porteous? He's not going to be in Scotland. Smashing, what do you think? A smashing player. A, a modern centre back, comfortable with the ball at his feet, but he's tenacious. I think it's inevitable he's going to depart Easter Road. 
Uh, I want to uh, be averse to him joining uh, Celtic. Whoever gets him, I think, will make a good acquisition. Yeah, there's a there's a better player in there. I think he's looked good. I think there's a better player there, Laurie. I, I agree with you. His range of passing, um, I think his strength, his ability in the air. Sometimes he is caught short. I, I can picture, you know, Stevie May out jumping him at Easter Road. It's mm. a soft goal for for any centre back to to lose. But um, seeing the way he played for Scotland, you know, I think especially when you're under the course, you're a, you're under a, a good spell of pressure. I think he's the type of guy that could go and win headers, that can defend mm. his box. And I think he's got a good uh, use of the ball. Well, I think he needs to get that element of stupidity out yeah. of his game, where he wants to. He's more interested in fighting with the the opponent. I'm thinking of guys like uh, you know Morelos, and uh, he seems to have a, a thing with Morelos at uh, Rangers. Yeah. So that would be interesting if if those two were to play again tomorrow. But it looks as though neither will will start the game. Laurie, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Cheers. You're welcome, Paul. Thank you. Cheers, Laurie. Good evening, Cheers. Laurie. There, Paul is on the line, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Uh, evening, Paul. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I just have a couple of points to make, and then I'd also had to ask a question to Andy, so as an ex-pro as well. We can let me in with that. Um, just I went to the Rangers game there on Saturday with Leverkusen, and I know you can't hold you too much into friendlies, but yeah. what a difference! I mean, I've been crying out for that for a long time. I, I'll never forget. For, from Broncos for us as a player growing up in that era um, taking us to Seville and everything else so credit where credit is due but the style of football I, I mean I've watched like when era and everything else and it was just difficult to watch particularly when your fear rivals are attack, mm-hmm. attack, attack um, what I've seen as a difference was young boy Adam Define thought it was outstanding um, first time I've seen him I thought yeah. he's got potential and he was out of position uh, wasn't he on Saturday I played yeah. played left back, mm-hmm. um, but oh, he was he was outstanding. He was great, and again, never pushing. You know, Sabi Alonso as a manager or not any pushovers. Sure. Um, I thought through the middle, we played much more through the middle rather than up and down that horseshoe shape. A complete difference. What I thought was quite interesting. I thought Kolak was it was uh, didn't seem to fit into the system, um, and I've heard some pundits talk about that. Um, I thought he was quite isolated and I don't think he looked the same um, just from a fan's perspective um, I thought Morelos kind of fitted into you know, he's obviously used to that system but it was more attacking more energy and I just listened to Michael Beale talking the day and saying something that I <laughs> that's I've been saying for ages from my dad when we watched football mm-hmm. why do teams now play the whole 4-3-1 system where they pack the midfield and have a number 10 type of role I like the old system, the 4-4-2, have two strikers up front. Well, yeah. Mark Cately, Alan McCoy, Chris Sutton, all these types of players, Chris Sutton and Marshall. And Michael Beale they said, we're going to have two strikers, you'll see that much more often now, two strikers playing up front. And I thought, that's, that's exactly what we should be doing. With all due respect, Rangers should be winning against teams like your Livingston's and Hearts 4-3-5-0. And that's no disrespect to them. We've got a budget, we've got better yeah. players, we've got better training facilities. I just couldn't believe it and what I've been watching recently where we've been 4-5-1 against the likes of Harps and Livingston. I mean, Livingston shouldn't become Tybrox and mm-hmm. 
stuffing out Rangers. It shouldn't happen. We should have enough to, to overcome that. Andy, sorry, I've dragged on. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. No, you've explained the difference in Rangers. Okay, it was a friendly. I guess that's my question to you, Andy. Yeah, I expect Rangers to get a bit of a bounce from Michael Beale. I think uh, the fact that he's been there so recently, he's maybe got a good relationship with some of the players there. I think the big players that you want something uh, you want to see a bit more of is certainly from from Ryan Kent, who you know Michael Beale has known since he was fourteen during his time at Liverpool. Um, Alfredo Morelos was was leaner, he was hungrier. Um, you know, maybe a, a year ago, the fact that he wasn't fit at the start of the season, Paul can't yeah. quite believe. Um, you know that someone's attitude like that, letting himself down, letting his teammates down, letting his manager down. And um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the the effect that Michael Beale has if he's going to play with with two strikers. I don't think he'll do that every week, but um, they'll certainly you'll certainly see. I think an extra yard on the Rangers players' stride tomorrow because it's a new manager. There's maybe a bit of new hope, but uh, you need to win games. Paul, I know you've got another point. Let's hear a little bit of Michael Beale first. Yeah, of course. And I have to change the feeling around the club. I need to change the, the valuation of our players. is probably not where it should be right now, some individual players, because of how the whole team's perceived. The team's the vehicle. The club's been in a fantastic place maybe five or six months ago going into European final and 12, 18 months ago win the league unbeaten. The players' valuation was much higher in those moments. I think at the moment it's not good for anybody associated with Rangers, the fans who feel it the most, the players as well, and then myself and the staff. So I think between now and May, I need to change that. I need to change that feeling. I need to change the way that we play on the pitch so it showcases the players more. And ultimately, that, the only way to do that is winning. Paul, what did you want to ask Andy Walker? I um, just to see what you think of this. Um, again, it could be the way the modern day football gets played. But I was at the game, as I said, at the Liverpool. I'm going tomorrow as well, so I'm looking forward to that. But I still see this whole thing about. And I know um, Fabio Capello mentioned it with England as well. He criticised Pickford for blasting the ball out. I see that with Rangers as well. This whole thing where two defenders come next to the goalkeeper and they. they basically passes it out and you work your way back from the from the back. Yeah. I mean, growing up watching football from eighties and eighties and whatnot, it was just a case that you got the ball, goalkeeper picked up and you won possession in the field and took it forward. I think we nearly played, we nearly lost a goal yeah. because John McLaughlin had passed out, defender lost it and my percussion attacked us. I just thought, we're creating more of a problem here, why not just <laughs> The point, Paul, is that you're inviting players on to you. So if you count them, if, if you've got uh, you know three def- well, a, a goalkeeper and uh, two defenders, maybe even inside your 18 yard box, you've then got two wide players. If you've got the opponents trying to close you down and you can get out from that, if you get out from that, you, you have taken four, five players out of the opposition who are now out of the game and you're on the attack and that is why they do it and there's been an, an evolution in, in football I mean, I, most of my career, Paul my best time was served with playing alongside Frank McAvenny or, or, or John McGinley or Gareth Taylor at uh, Sheffield United a, a Welsh international so I, I loved playing as a, a partnership but I think now you you see a, a main striker, you see two wide players. There's more emphasis on 
you know, speed and physicality and uh, and all the rest of it. But that's pretty much the reason why they do it. And and actually, when you see it working, you can see your your opponent immediately under pressure because you've got you've got players who are running at you. It might be a you know a six v five, a five v four, a four v three, and that's what that's what uh, that's what coaches are looking for. Paul, I'm going to jump in. We're going to a break. What's your scoreline tomorrow night? Rangers Hibs, you'll be there. What's going to happen? I'm going for, I'm going for a 5 0 Rangers. <laughs> for a 5 0. He's got the Christmas cheer that's, early. That's yeah. right. You need Michael Beals looking for uh, more positivity, then you, you're getting it there from Paul. <laughs> Paul, enjoy tomorrow night. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks for calling. Well done, thanks. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Heating up nicely now Andy It's only minus three at the moment here in the Deer Green Place Andy Walker will be in action tomorrow night I take it it's Crocs who's back with you tomorrow evening Crocs is back tomorrow He's been on his travels He did the women's game on Sunday He did the Sunderland game the other night I don't know if you saw it Where Tom Rogic came on Scored an absolute beach His first goal for West Brom Fantastic And uh, yep so you'll be on tomorrow night We'll be on the big build up as well We're on from five till seven Back to normal tomorrow night And in this very studio Peter Grant will be here And also Mark Guidi And then on Friday evening Barry Ferguson will join us with Mark. So it's back. It's fully back, Andy. This is the last of the one-hour specials. And this time tomorrow night. Are you excited for getting back into it? Yeah, absolutely. I've really missed it. I mean, I've enjoyed the World Cup, but it's been strange, hasn't it? A winter World Cup. I mean, they're they're, they're talking about uh, doing it again sometime, but no, it's just great to get back to your bread and butter and all the, the drama that Scottish football throws up. Some of the headlines then, Conor Goldson back in training, as we know, he could well play. Just listening to Michael Beale earlier, it sounds as though he might appear tomorrow night. I'm looking at you, Andy, and uh, maybe Ben Davies as well. Although with the, so many subs, it sounds as though maybe he'll come on at some point. I think with defenders, that doesn't happen so much, does it? You don't often change yeah. the back four you know, after 60 minutes unless... Yeah, and you need you need leadership. I mean, yeah. I, I'm wondering, uh, Conor Goldson, actually, when you talk about contracts... Connor Goldson was the one who you thought might yeah. have been leaving mm-hmm. uh, Rangers, and all of a sudden, at the, v- the very last minute, the the eleventh hour, he was he he signed on at Rangers. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple of players now, and Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, among others. I think they're the main ones. Maybe Ryan Jack mm-hmm. as well, whose contracts are up at the the end of the season. I wonder what sort of a, of effect Michael Beale coming into the building will have on those players. Do they want to play for him? Do they want to extend their contracts there or are they already sorted with uh, with a move elsewhere? Well, Rangers fans, I want to hear the new manager speak about one of the young stars, 18-year-old, you know who I'm talking about, Leon King. Yeah, there's positive signs on that. I think you hear something in the next couple of days with him and, and one other player as well signing new deals, which I think is really important for the club. I think when you look at the squad, we've got some players under 25 or... 25 and below that are really important to the future in terms of what we want to do but also the style of which we want to play and Leon's one of them so I'm delighted I've seen him obviously he was part of the first team squad when I was here previously but he's grown up a lot in the in the last year it's important we manage him well because I think he's got potential to kick on and be a very good player for for Rangers and and for the national team obviously as well he says himself he is raring to get going now it's been seems quite a long time since he came into the building uh, one friendly they won at the weekend against Bayer Leverkusen 
kickoff is tomorrow night. I think we're ready to go. I think the last two weeks been a lot of frustration that we waited for it, certainly on my part as well. Um, but I see a group that's uh, chomping at the bit to get started tomorrow night. I just need them to play the best version of themselves. I need to see a team that's got a lot of cohesion, that's aggressive in its pressing, aggressive in its forward running. And I want them to show the same quality that they showed at the weekend against Bayer Leverkusen. And I think that will, will give us a good chance of uh, winning the game. Should be some game tomorrow night, Andy, looking forward to it. You've mentioned, and then the games at the weekend as well. It's time to get back into it, isn't it? But we've got the World Cup semi-final tonight. We'll all be watching yeah. uh, this evening. France, Morocco, I know we touched on it earlier on, but you're expecting the defending World Cup holders to progress to another final. Just the quality that they have all over the pitch. Mbappe is the key man, a bit like Messi for Argentina, but Griezmann, Giroud, um, they have got so much uh, quality. And it would be great to see the World Cup holders go up against Argentina, who have got a remarkable travelling uh, support, it seems, in Qatar. It's so far away. Um, but that would be a, a dream final where you would you would see a bit of quality there. I mean, it seems to be tens of thousands of them, isn't it? How can they afford it? And they, Just I mean, it's a football-mad country. Yeah. And they love their national team. Yeah, saw the yeah. pictures today with them all gathering in Buenos mm. Aires and uh, celebrating the, the recent victory. And of course, Messi, his level of performance last night is just sensational. If mm. ever there was a guy to, to get you off the, the edge of your seat, that is him. Jack's been on saying, can we hear a little bit about uh, Ange Postacoglu through the eyes of Alistair Johnson, the new signing? couple of million, so people expect Juranovic may go. I see Torino are mentioned today. I think they'd be lucky to get him. Just looking at you, Andy, would he? Torino, would you see them? But there's so many others have been mentioned for Juranovic. Well, he'll only go if it's under the agreement. I am assuming yeah. I'll, he'll only go if Ange Postecoglou agrees to let him go, if it's a good business deal, if the money uh, is uh, the type of figure that Celtic can't afford uh, to turn down and they'll just look to get the next one in. It looks to be uh, Alistair Johnson. They've got Ant Anthony Ralston there, mm -hmm. who I think has, has shown up well in the last couple of seasons under the the coaching and then and the management of Ange Postecoglou and they'll maybe get someone else in that seems to be the way they work it but it has to be under the say-so of the manager you would you would hope Anthony Rawson was such a big part of Celtic's revival last year after yeah. the season before and he does deserve that praise and that chance the next few weeks for yeah. him could be massive yeah sounds yeah. like a strong character because I can remember a lot of Celtic supporters would be quite happy to see him go when he was out on loan at uh, St Johnston and, and, and elsewhere um, but under Ange Postecoglou, he became a different player. He became a such a reliable player. He became a player that was that was scoring the odd goal, and he was also his, his level of uh, crossing, his assists for goals was was just amazing. So um, you'd you'd imagine he, uh, you know, if he gets a chance, he wouldn't let anyone down. If he was playing in the next few games. I don't think he would let anyone down. Alistair Johnson comes into the building on the 1st of January. He knows he's going to have to fight for his place. Um, you know, just that nothing's going to be given, everything's going to be earned. Um, and I think that that's something that all young aspiring footballers want, just an opportunity. Um, and that's something that this coaching staff has been very strong about is that 
you know, we're, we're trying to play a certain way. We want to bring in some young, talented players that, you know, have an edge to them. Um, I think I fit that mold, but the other two right backs do as well. So I think it'd be great. You know, I'm just here to fight for my place and hopefully earn some minutes. And his final thoughts on, well, why he came uh, to work under Ange Postacoglu? Massive, to be honest. Um, I think, again, for myself, that, that relationship you have with the manager, you want to make sure that you're not going somewhere where you're just going for the name, but you also want to go somewhere where you truly are wanted and you're in their plans. Um, and just by talking to him, we seem to have similar paths, even though they're different. You know, him, obviously, um, he's gone a bit of a different kind of pathway than most managers have. Um, and he understood what it's like playing in a bit more of an obscure league, you could say, with the MLS for Europeans. It's it's kind of a league that not a lot of, it's not obviously not talking talked about a lot over here. And um, him obviously being in the J League. Um, but I think also just talking to him, he could see how much he knew about the game how much he cared for just giving young players who had a ship on their shoulder an opportunity and also, you know, how he's done with his recruiting. Um, he's gone into kind of, again, those smaller leagues from all around the world. He's found players that no one's ever heard of before necessarily like myself. Um, and hopefully that I can be another one in that long line of players that he's brought over that, you know, have shown not only Scotland, but all of Europe that they can play. So that's looking forward to the game. Alistair Johnson won't be involved there, but that's a Saturday lunchtime, Aberdeen against Celtic. What will your scoreline be on that, Andy? Because we won't see you beforehand. What do you think? For Celtic, yeah. just what uh, Laurie was saying earlier, he thought Celtic would win 2-1. I think that uh, sounds about right. I think it'll be a close game. This time tomorrow night, you'll be at Ibrox. Do you arrive yeah. pretty early? You do, don't you? Aye, for pretty much. Radio and TV. Three, yeah. three sure. hours before kickoff. Okay. You, you do a wee bit into sports news, maybe Sky News, and uh, just get a feel of the place, see what's, see what's going on. Go radio as well. We'll be calling you. He'll patch us, don't worry. Oh. No, no, you always take the call. <laughs> Final word from Michael Beale then, ahead of his first game in charge proper. No player, he says, is uh, guaranteed a place in, in his Rangers. We look to improve and I would say that no one's safe because I don't want to bring any fillers into the squad. I only want to bring people in that can start in the first 11. So I'll have my own opinion on that, which might differ from maybe the opinions one or two months ago. It's important I give everybody an opportunity to show, but it's certainly I want to strengthen the squad. And in every single position, I think we can improve the squad. Like most managers would say, I don't think anybody's safe here. I think there's some players that are that are important to Rangers, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hassle in terms of uh, bringing someone in that I thought was stronger for the starting eleven. I don't want to bring any fillers into the building. No fillers, Andy. You need a bit of money to do business. I mean, I think Tavernier's safe. Uh, I mean, he's your he's your mm. captain. He's your leader. Um, Who's his goalkeeper? Is it Alan McGregor? Well, there you go. Well, I still think Alan McGregor has got more to offer than John McLaughlin, but I think it is an area where Rangers need to to strengthen. But Rangers need to strengthen in a number of areas, and you can only do that if you've you've got a bit of money. And it remains to be seen whether Rangers are willing or able to to do serious business in the January window. And it could be loans. That's what people are saying in January because it's notoriously yeah. a difficult window. To yeah. Glenn Kamara, his name's come up a few times now. He didn't feature much under yeah. GVB towards the end. Yeah, you could sense there was a problem at uh, St Mirren a few weeks ago, just yeah. before the World Cup. He was unhappy with something, had a, a bit of a fallout with uh, with the manager. But you know, when he's at his best, well, Glenn Kamara under Steven Gerrard and Michael Beale, I thought he was a terrific asset for Rangers. Scoreline. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? <laughs> Fifty thousand Rangers fans. Well, 48,000, well, maybe a couple of thousand through from Edinburgh. Your earlier yeah. caller, Paul, said 5-0. Yep. I, I wouldn't put it past Rangers to get that type of score. I saw Celtic score six against them, yep. uh, you know, not not so long ago at, uh, at Celtic Park. But 
It depends what type of Hibs uh, turn up. Uh, will, will Ryan Porteous play? I think that's a big question. And you're not sure so, if he will? I'm not sure yeah. if he will. Okay. Um, so, you know, what, what type of performance will uh, Hibs come up with? Because they've got a they've got a cheeky little run-in coming. They've got Livy coming yeah. up. They've got Hearts in the Cup. Uh, they've got Celtic, of course, between Christmas and, and New Year mm. at Easter Road. That's another uh, difficult one. So, um you know, Hibs want to be climbing the table. I don't expect them to get anything at Ibrox, no matter what the score is, but they want to be climbing the table rather than looking at those five points that separates them from the relegation playoff space. And come Sunday, in the final, Argentina against France, who's going to win it? I hope and I think Argentina will win and Messi will be the top man. So we'll talk about Morocco next week when Andy comes back in here. You never know. Enjoy it tonight. Jokal Day is up next after the news. Thanks, Andy. We'll Thank you. see you soon. We're back tomorrow night at five. Peter Grant, Mark Guidi, we're on five to seven. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.